Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 208 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covered in Doctrine and Covenants sections 81 to 83 in July the 19th to July the 25th. And today we are going to conclude uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 82 today. Uh, with looking at verses 12 to the end. Uh, and we're looking at the reasons and, and the um, rationale that the Lord gives behind setting up the United Firm. And as we've talked about, we know that the United Firm only lasts for a couple of years or so. But again, two years can be quite a long time, especially when you have members moving to Kirtland, you have members moving from Kirtland to Missouri, uh, and you have these kind of... Um, people who need support and help. And as it says in verse 12, it's to manage the affairs of the poor and all things pertaining to the bishopric, both in the land of Zion and in the land of Kirtland. So we have here just this need to be able to provide for and support these individuals. And of course, the the church, the members of the church move from place to place a number of times over the next decade or so, or a couple of decades, really, if you include the move to uh, Utah as well. Uh, And so Having this principle of supporting each other and helping and giving of your your haves or what you have to those people was something which was developed. Uh, and the United Firm was probably a good way of providing this, this understanding of the need to consecrate. And even though the actual organisation of the United Firm didn't survive for much longer than two years, uh, it did provide a... Uh, an ethos of giving and supporting uh, those in need, those who have just moved in, looking after their needs, uh, in a way, in such a way that perhaps in some places in the world we don't have today. Uh, and so that it, it did perform some um, success in some way. Uh, for example, in verse 13, it says, For I have consecrated the land of Curland in mine own due time for the benefit of the saints of the Most High and for a stake to Zion. For Zion must increase in beauty and in holiness. Her borders enlarged, her stakes must be strengthened. Yea, verily I say unto you, Zion must arise and put on her beautiful garments. So here we have, obviously, a language that is echoed from uh, Isaiah, I believe. Um, and what's interesting here is that, obviously, the word stakes is used. And I believe it is um, the first time we see the word stake um, used in uh, in certainly Latter-day Saint church history. Um, obviously, the word stake does originate from the, the uh, section in uh, or verses in Isaiah. But um, the idea of that the church is not just going to be in one place was de- was already being developed. And now, of course, it is, it is a global church with, with many stakes across the world being strengthened and fortified in their place. Uh, and that is the way that the, ch- that the church is in the latter days. It's across the earth, not large in number, but spread across the earth for all of God's children. Um, so, and then in verse 17, there's a really interesting verse I want to focus on here. Um, it says, and if you are to be equal, or in other words, you are to have equal claims on the properties for the benefit of managing the concerns of your stewardships, every man according to his wants and needs, inasmuch as his wants are just. Um, so the Lord tells them that they are to be equal in things that they have, or at least in in terms of the united firm, they are to be equal in having claim on the properties at, for their needs. Um, 
Now, this is interesting because it's this discussion about equality. What does equality mean? Uh, and in my mind, straight away, I, I get taken to a, an, an image which was used in a in a Sunday discussion in our in our ward recently. But I have seen that picture a number of times over the years, where you have kind of three people at a, at a baseball game, as it were, or any sporting game, and you've got equality or equity. And equity is where you have, you know, three people and they are of differing heights, but they all have the same level box so they can look over the railing to see the match. And obviously the tallest person can easily see, the medium person can only just about see, and the smallest person can't see um, because they've all got the same um, height, same height of box. Whereas in the other image where it shows true equality, you have the largest person with the smallest box, the, the medium person with the medium-sized box, and the smallest person with the largest box, so all can see equally. Um, and I think that sometimes when we think we talk about equality, we get this idea that everyone has to have the same amount of things or everyone has to be given the same support and needs at uh, things, when actually it's not like that. Otherwise, it isn't equality. Equality is where everyone is given to have the equal opportunities in their lives, the needs, the, the things that they need. Um there's a great uh, quote by um, J. Reuben Clark Jr. who said, quote, The basic principle of all the revelations on the United Order is that everything we have belongs to the Lord. Therefore, the Lord may call upon us for any and all the property which we have because it belongs to him. This, I repeat, is the basic principle. One of the places in which some of the brethren are going astray is this. There is continuous reference in the revelations to equality among the brethren. But I think you find only one place where that equality is really described though it is referred to in other revelations. That revelation affirms that every man is to be equal according to his family, according to his circumstances, and to his needs and wants. Obviously, this is not the case of dead-level equality. It is a quality that will vary as much as the man's circumstance, his family, his wants, and needs may vary. Close quote. And also, might I remind you, listeners, that the wants that we describe here in the Doctrine and Covenants um, the definition of wants is basically needs. It's it, wants is what that family um, needs in order to survive their wants, rather than what they what, what they would like, um, which which is a bit different. How we use that today. But what's interesting here as well is that the Lord says that the United Firm is not just to provide for true equality among all of the saints of the church, but it's also to benefit the church. In verse 18, it says, and, and all this for the benefit of the church of the living God, that every man may improve upon his talent, that every man may gain other talents, yea, even a hundredfold, to be cast into the Lord's storehouse to become the common property of the whole church. Every man seeking the interest of his neighbour and doing all things with an eye signal to the glory of God. I love those two verses because I think that, again, they just, they outline another blessing of the united firm but they also give us an understanding of um how it blessed individuals who gave and gave of their surplus and their talents and actually this discussion about talents and how when we use those talents we develop them and we and we produce more talents as it says right at the beginning of this section in verse three unto whom much is given much is required those that have talents and everyone that may have points out has talents Every person who has a talent um, can work on that. And as they do that, they're given more. And it's this idea of stewardship. The, the more we look after and build upon our stewardship, 
then the more we are able to receive as well, because we have shown that we are faithful and diligent stewards over the things of the Lord. Uh, whereas if we don't use them, then we will not be given more because we won't be we won't make the most of it. Uh, it is a very simple uh, principle, but it's one that is difficult to follow in the in the thick of everyday living, I'm sure. Um, and so that is something for us to, to consider as well. Um, that really brings me to the end of the things that I wanted to cover uh, in Doctrine and Covenants section 82. So tomorrow we will finish with looking at the context and looking briefly at Doctrine and Covenants section 83. It is a very short one, um, but an interesting one, nevertheless. Uh, and then, then that will bring us to the end of this week. So thank you very much for listening today. I do hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast on the uh, on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.